welcome to another episode of Weekend League, the podcast where we preview and recap the five biggest European leagues every week. This is the second episode and we will be looking back at the various match days of these leagues. We're going to start off with some news and then after that go right in because a lot has happened. We're nearing the end of the season in all of them. And, uh, of course, a European Championship is also coming this summer. So let's see what has happened this weekend. But let's start off, first of all, with some general news. We're going to go back to last week, of course, where we talked about the Super League that has been quickly abandoned again. If you haven't heard about it, the 12 bigger or 12 bigger clubs, not the 12 biggest, but 12 bigger clubs in Europe have banded together to start a very exclusive league for which you can't qualify other than probably paying some money. Uh, they were hoping to get more profits out of soccer overall. And of course, they would stand in direct competition with the UEFA in their Champions League. So there's been a lot of threats. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, yeah protests. And after a day, a day and a half, the latest, the whole project had been canceled. But the um, yeah founding fathers of the whole thing, Real Madrid, Barcelona and Juventus Torino, they haven't fully renounced the project yet. They're saying, uh, you know, it's in a state of limbo and we're going to see what happens to it but they haven't given up entirely and they may just be punished even though the other clubs who have renounced it will not be punished as the UEFA announced their president uh, Alexander Severin still said there might be punishments and he wants punishments for those clubs who still plan on doing this so there's really just two scenarios apparently on the one hand uh, Champions League's exclusion um, these clubs could be excluded from the Champions League and that doesn't mean this season because they already said that they're not going to do it for this season because that would obviously affect Man City, it would affect um, Chelsea and it would affect Real Madrid and we would have a winner, Porto, FC Porto, congrats, Champions League winner for the season. No, it's not going to happen, obviously. Uh, but next season, could well happen next season that these three clubs would be excluded from the Champions League. Uh, the other alternative would be that they will make further amendments to that new Champions League reform that the UEFA has been pushing anyway. And that reform, uh, I don't know if you know, but there's two extra slots planned for clubs, big clubs, who have not qualified in a specific year. So in those years, you know, where you uh, don't qualify as a big club and you don't happen to win the actual Champions League, which qualifies you, of course, by now. Uh, but that has happened in the case uh, that has had happened in the ca in the past that um, it wouldn't qualify you, and of course there the amendment had been made that the winner qualifies. So now we have this extra those extra two slots for teams, big teams, and I don't know what the definition for that is, but it's something like a wild card, and maybe the UEFA themselves are kind of like making that decision. Um, either way, pretty shady, uh, but that might just be scrapped as a response to that but really it wouldn't punish Real uh, it wouldn't punish Juventus or Barcelona specifically it would punish just about every big club so it would also be a swipe uh, over those clubs kind of like in their face that didn't commit to the Super League in my eyes it's not really the right move so if you really want to punish them yeah probably have to exclude them but that's not you know that's not really my opinion or is to say that this is what I want because you know Skipping a whole year without these three clubs is a... I'm not going to say it's a boring competition. I'm not going to say they don't deserve it. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a competition where if your club wins and these clubs are not part of the competition, you're going to say something like, well, 
it's nice, but, you know, I kind of don't know where we stand. I kind of don't know if we would have won had the other clubs participated. So in my eyes, I don't know, you know, whatever you want to do, I'm not going to take a stand here right now. Uh, I could say fine him. I haven't really um, made up my mind about the whole issue itself. But overall, I don't think this is something that we can expect. I don't think they're going to be excluded. It's too drastic of a measure. They're probably going to get big fines and that's it. Or maybe a transfer ban or something like that. They're more willing to do these things these days. But I don't see them disqualified for a year or more. Uh, it just They just haven't shown that kind of edge, the UEFA, in my eyes. But yeah, other news this week or preview for this week to be done besides the leaks is the Champions League, of course. We're going to have two uh, matches there. We're going to start off on Tuesday with Real versus Chelsea and on Wednesday with Paris Saint-Germain versus Man City. Um, it's hard for me really to predict honestly who's going to make it. I think Real at home is probably going to get the win. Uh, but the big game, PSG versus Man City on Wednesday, I think we're all looking forward to this one. This is going to really show maybe uh, this is kind of like the the final um in the semi-final maybe that winner might move on to become the winner of the tournament but you never know um you never know real is good for a win at any time and perhaps chelsea rolls over real we'll see premier league it was an exciting weekend in the premier league if you remember we didn't have a match by Man City or by Tottenham because they were actually facing off in the League Cup and Man City decided that match for themselves. Um, so they won that Carabao Cup as it's called after that Thai energy drink with 1-0. Uh, um, Amérique Laporte uh, scored and they didn't rotate too much. They, uh, I think they only had three rotations to the previous match and now you can question is that good or is that bad um is it going to help them you know maintain their routine um not being switched up too much in the champions league match against psg on wednesday or is it going to be you know would it have been more um smart to rest a little bit to give them all a little bit of a break but of course they wanted to win the title and i think overall was the right decision right now maybe it's not a good of idea to insert a break right here um, even though you could see a lot of teams getting tired I think we saw it with Liverpool this weekend um, Liverpool only drawing at Leeds so um, yeah Liverpool if we look into the table uh, they pulled by Tottenham because they didn't play obviously but still they're gonna have a um, yeah big problem if they don't step it up soon they might not play internationally next year uh, we saw, on the other hand, Everton with a big, big win at Arsenal. Uh, they took it away there and, yeah, we saw, for example, Arsenal being perhaps a little bit tired now after a long season. We also saw Chelsea fend off West Ham um, with a 1-0 away win. And uh, we saw Sheffield United win at home against Brighton and Hove Albion. That one, however, is not going to account for much as Sheffield is, yeah, relegated. I think it's official by now. I haven't calculated. But we still see that other teams have a chance. West Bromwich got a 2-2 at Aston Villa. At the very least, that. Uh, Fulham didn't play this week. But, uh, yeah, they both of them still have mathematical chances to stay within the league. Uh, Brighton lost, as we said. Newcastle got that 
late equalizer against Liverpool after they scored early in the 1-1 match. And uh, if you look at the, what's left for them in this season uh, in terms of teams that they face, Newcastle is still going against Arsenal. They're still going against Leicester. They're still going against uh, Man City. And uh, they have nine points on Fulham. Um, Brighton has seven points on Fulham. And Brighton is still playing Arsenal as well. Brighton is still playing Man City as well. They're playing West Ham as well. So a lot of teams that are up there, a lot of teams that have high stakes and, you know, high talent anyway. So there is still a legitimate, legitimate chance with all these matches outstanding that Fulham might get close to either Brighton or Newcastle. So it's gonna stay very close. And we saw what a win in a tight table could make with Burnley's impressive 4-0 away win at the Wolves of Wolverhampton. So that one was clearly one that set them apart from the rest because, yeah, they were one of the few teams down there that scored some points and went all the way up from 17 to 14. So that one is the, yeah, the positive story of the weekend in that lower half of the table for sure. Other than that, Leicester managed to get a 2-1 against Crystal Palace today. So they also managed to stay up there. Uh, but yeah, they're obviously not going to play for the title and neither will Manchester United after that draw at Leeds. It seems like they have no chances left really to catch Manchester City all the way on the top of the table. Uh, interesting news that we had from the second league this weekend is that after Norwich we have a second team that is fixed to come up next season and it is a second out of three teams that were relegated last season. So Norwich was the first, Watford this weekend is the second team to come right back up after they went down last season. And what is funny is uh, Bournemouth, the third team, who was relegated last season, also still has chances to come back up. So we'll keep an eye on that one as well. Bournemouth may be the next, and I don't know if that has ever happened in history, that all teams that went down came right back up. I mean, that will be good news for the fans who were really disappointed last week. So yeah, um, this is that for the Premier League. We're going to move on to the German Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Lots of rotations in coaching in Bundesliga this week. We have Heiko Herrlich being fired from Augsburg. And uh, he's going to be replaced by Markus Weinziel, who has coached the team already some eight, nine years ago. He brought them up into international ranks. Now he's back. And we could see similar developments at Werder Bremen. For now, um, Werder Bremen's uh, manager... Uh, Frank Baumann has confirmed that uh, Kofeld is going to stay on for you know for now, but people are speculating that it's going to be an end game this weekend. And after seven losses in a row in the Bundesliga, it could be that Kofeld might be fired if another one ensues in the coming weekend. And uh, there are speculations that Thomas Schaaf, uh, long-term coach of the 2000s, technical director right now, might even come back as a coach. So we will see what happens there. Other than that, it seems like Nagelsmann, Julian Nagelsmann, coach of RB Leipzig, is going to go to Munich for a good amount of money. They're speculating some 25 million. Uh, if that happens, further speculations are that Salzburg's coach, <laughs> who else, of course, uh, would be replacing him at RB Leipzig. So Jesse Marsh on his way to Leipzig, question mark. 
probably only if Nagelsmann is on his way to Munich. Question mark. A lot of development certainly happening, and we'll have to see uh, the comments coming up in these following weeks. But definitely, uh, besides that, also a spectacular game day. We had the match of the day in Wolfsburg versus Dortmund, and we speculated that Dortmund might take it away because against the big names, we said Wolfsburg always loses their confidence. And it happened. Haaland, with a brace, uh, managed to push them up in the table. Not up in the table, really, but up in points. So they're now at 55. Frankfurt, due to the loss at Leverkusen, the 3-1 there, uh, they are only one point ahead of Dortmund. And then comes Wolfsburg with 57, two points ahead of Dortmund. So Dortmund pushing from behind against the Champions League ranks. We have three more matches to go. And yeah, Wolfsburg has a very tough uh, program to go. Uh, their teams that they have to play are Union Berlin, uh, RB Leipzig and Mainz. Mainz definitely with a um, yeah curve that is going upwards. We could see that clearly in their win over Munich. Uh, we're going to get to that in a second, but a very tough, um, yeah, a very tough leftover stretch there for Wolfsburg, but also Dortmund plays RB Leipzig just the same, plays Mainz just the same, and they play Bayer Leverkusen, who just won against Frankfurt, team of the hour, as we said. So ugh, definitely a very, very close end of the season run there. We're going to see who takes it away. Uh, but yeah, as we said, the other big game of the weekend was Mainz versus Munich, and Mainz took it away, took it away two to one. That means that Bayern is not champion, uh, especially so because Leipzig also won two to zero against Stuttgart on Sunday, so they maintained their standing. But it's probably only a matter of time until that happens. Um, Lewandowski scored one goal. So he has three more matches to go and four more goals to score to equalize Müller's all-time record from 71-72 of 40 goals. We'll see if that happens. Um, Cologne, who started the weekend with an important win against uh, Augsburg, or in Augsburg more, um, really see themselves elevating in the table. They passed by Hertha, of course, because Hertha has... Uh, you know, played no matches in two and a half weeks. They will have all of their matches in early May uh, coming up soon. But it was important because Bielefeld uh, suffered a loss to Gladbach, a disastrous loss on Sunday, 5-0. Gladbach themselves being able to stay in range of Leverkusen in the international ranks. Um, but yeah, Bielefeld not being able to pull away from Cologne, uh, Bremen not being able to pull away from Cologne, Augsburg being the direct opponent that suffered the loss to Cologne. So they are really uh, coming out of there in relegation spot right now. We're really close to the other ones. So it's definitely a tight end of the season uh, down there as well. So we're playing for both Champions League ranks. We're playing for, um, yeah, for staying in the league. Uh, very, very interesting times in Bundesliga. I think, um, yeah, other than that, maybe to put forward names are Joel Poyanpalo from Union Berlin, who scored three goals against Werder Bremen. I think that's a safe team of the week card right there. Uh, we had a Freiburg draw versus Hoffenheim 1-1. Not the most spectacular game, other than the fact that Freiburg um, got a penalty very late, very, um, yeah, very debated, hotly debated. Um, could have easily been that 1-0 away win by Hoffenheim. Um, it was actually probably one of the bigger discussions on the weekend, but if you look at the table now, it was not one of the games 
that stood out in terms of what happened, um, what was interesting and important for the table. Um, did we have any matches that we didn't touch upon? I think everything was mentioned. We will see Schalke play versus Hertha, which would have happened regularly on this game day on the 12th of May. But again, before that, Hertha will play um, Mainz and one more match. I forgot right now against whom. But one more team is having one match less. It looks like that's Freiburg, correct? And uh, yeah, Hertha will be able to catch up a little bit. We'll see how that goes. La Liga. And the spectacle continues in La Liga. Pretty much in every league this weekend, there have been very interesting developments um, towards the top of the table or somewhere in the Champions League ranks or in relegation ranks, which, you know, these are the interesting stories at this point. Uh, in this league, in La Liga, we saw Barcelona potentially pulling ahead this week uh, because they have a catch-up game midweek and they have been able to come close enough to be able to become leader. Uh, this happened because Atletico could not manifest a win at Bilbao, even though Bilbao arguably hasn't that much to fight for at this point. But in a match of three headers, um, I saw a columnist saying today that wouldn't have happened in Diego Godin's times, uh, but in a match of three headers, they uh, conceded two. And yeah, they're still up there, but only two points ahead of Real and again, uh, also of Barcelona, who is playing midweek. So we can definitely expect to change there if Barcelona manages to pull through. That's a whole other story, right? The weekend basically started with a big win for Elche versus Levante. Uh, Elche and Getafe, the big winners on the bottom half of the table. Getafe managed to keep Alaves at a distance. Elche managed to get out of the relegation zone to catch up with Alaves and other teams. So Perhaps you could argue Deportivo Alaves is the big loser of this weekend. But really, Valladolid versus Cadiz, a 1-1 didn't help anybody there. Um, we saw Huesca lose to Getafe, as I mentioned, um, Levante losing. Um, so definitely a lot of pushing and pulling at the bottom of the table. It's very, very close. Uh, we saw Huesca with 27 on the second to last place. We see Valladolid with 29, only two points ahead. And then one more point separates Valladolid and Elche, the relegation with the non-relegation. And then one more point ahead is Alaves. And then three more points ahead is Getafe. So still very tight. Um, on the top of the table, as we said, uh, Atletico lost Barcelona, on the other hand, won at Villarreal. Even though Villarreal was leading, um, we had a, a great Antoine Griezmann with his sixth goal in his last seven to give Barca back the title chances. Other than that, Sevilla also maintained their... Um, yeah chances even though they're low against Granada and a 2-2-1 home win we saw Celta Vigo with the same result in a mid-table competition against Osasuna and uh, today on Monday we saw Airbar at the bottom of the table lose to San Sebastián to Real Sociedad who themselves managed to fend off Betis and Villarreal. Betis with a very important 0-0 uh, draw at Real Madrid. They're still competing for uh, those yeah, European 
cup spots, um, but Via Real, despite the loss to Barcelona, is also still in range, so nothing is decided there. But definitely, uh, yeah, a lot of things going on for La Liga as well. Let's go to Ligue 1. Ligue 1. And we prepared for a takeover in Ligue 1 as well, as we are preparing now for La Liga. But it didn't happen because Lille came back in Lyon. What happened? First of all, Marseille, Olympique Marseille, opened the match day with an away win at Reims. So they're going to be putting pressure on continuously uh, on Lens, which is the new team that still sits in an international qualifier spot. In the away win for Marseille, Payet was scoring two goals and I think also one assist, so that could put him in or should put him in for his first team of the week. Um, you know, not that we care a lot because at that point of the season right now, first of all, this week is the first week to get red rewards from the team of the season so the team of the week with its low cards really doesn't bother anybody and in general who who needs them right now i mean we all have higher cards in our team than that but we're gonna touch on that later on in the fifa section as i said Lens under pressure but they managed to return that attack from marseille in a two to one home match against nîmes so it doesn't look good for nîmes second to last place now um, Dijon still on the very bottom, third to last, now Nantes, after they managed to get a big win in a relegation battle at Strasbourg. So Nantes uh, pushed up one spot to the 18th. Um, also, Lorient managed to get a uh, yeah a big win, I want to say, 4-1 against Bordeaux. Also, a direct component still ahead of them, but, you know, still big big win for them those are the big winners of the bottom half of the table um but yeah after that we saw brest uh win at saint etienne so also there still bottom half a big win for brest who overtook saint etienne with that win now in 13th place with 40 points saint etienne with 39 points and then strasbourg with 37 and this is 13 to 15 the rank so not really you know not really all the way at the top, but, you know, still a little bit away from the bottom, but not really point-wise, you know. Things change very quickly here now. Very tight also in France on the bottom. Um, so, as we said, we prepared for a takeover. Paris did their job. They won 3-1 to in Metz. Finally, it was the same goal sequence as last week. We started with two Mbappé goals and then finished off with an Icardi goal. Uh, this time it was Icardi's penalty. Last week it was a penalty by Mbappé. That was the only switch up. But yeah, I mean, we saw last week, if we want to dive into FIFA once more, that uh, two goals by Mbappé are not enough anymore at this point to give him a team of the week card. Uh, again, not that we would care that much. He wouldn't be a part of the rewards anyway. But um, yeah, he won't get it this week either. You know, So there's nothing for us to worry about anyway. Another one who will certainly get it, I'm sure a team of the week card, is Bura Gilmas, who also, like Payet, had two goals and one assist in that decisive match of the match day. In Lille's 3-2 win at Lyon Sunday night. And that was the big one. That was the comeback that Lille needed to remain at the top of the table. They did it. Um, yeah, one awesome free kick by Gilmas. The uh, second goal was a header elongated 
in the midfield and he simply ran through and lopped it nicely a lot of finesse um, over the goalie Mignon um, no not Mignon Mignon is their goalie sorry um, uh, over Lopez and yeah Lee maintained their, their prime spot up there he's going to get his team of the week uh, probably going to get his team of the season as well regardless of where they land we also saw Monaco stay up there retaining their chances for the title really just two points behind Lee and one point behind PSG so it'll be a top three race but Lyon is certainly out of it at this point um, we only have four more game days and we would assume that the top three are going to yeah, decided amongst themselves. But Monaco winning at Angers thanks to uh, Ben Yedder's goal. Uh, other than that, we had Nice catching up to Montpellier in a midfield battle. So those two are tighter than before even. Um, we had Nice... No, we just mentioned Nice. We mentioned Rennes. No, we didn't mention Rennes yet. Rennes won against Dijon. So uh, Rennes also still tracking behind Lens and Marseille. But like Marseille, also winning and yeah, breathing into Lens's neck. That newcomer team there in the international spot. This was that from the Liga. We're finishing off as we had our sequence on Friday with Serie A. Serie A. And also the outcomes in Serie A were pretty decisive this weekend because we saw Inter Milano pull away further to win the first championship in a while. I can't tell you when the last one was, probably under uh, Jose Mourinho. Um, but they got a 1-0 win against Hellas Verona and at the same time we saw AC Milan lose um, to Lazio Roma. So that happened today. Um, Lazio kind of set there in sixth place they have one match less so basically they can uh, add another three points and then pull away from AS Roma even more and at the same time they're not gonna reach well they might just they might just get there uh, to two points perhaps they can uh, pull into the yeah into the higher international qualification ranks there past Milan if they continue with that form but Milan going down from second into fifth rank this weekend not a good weekend for them and pretty much a decisive weekend for Serie A we also saw Bergamo win 5-0 against Bologna very impressive there how Bergamo is playing these days five goals five different scorers they're not dependent anymore on Papu Gomez who's now at Sevilla they're not dependent on Ilicic who has been playing regularly uh, so very good to see that this team is actually able to compensate these losses of two big players uh, we saw Napoli win at Torino also on Monday in the second Monday game so both of them going up into second and third rank respectively manifesting the Champions League qualification that they deserve this season for sure um, other than that we saw Genoa open the game day on Saturday with a very uh, special win against La Spezia so I'm saying special Spezia. Uh, they're pulling away from down there, um, just like Udinese with an away win at Benevento on Sunday. Benevento going down with that loss into relegation ranks because Cagliari pulled past them with the win at AS Roma 3-2. So that one a big one for them. Uh, Fiorentina and Juventus 1-1. Uh, no change there. Juventus still in fourth rank. 
And also we saw Sassuolof and Dorf Santoria Genua in a mid-table duo, which probably doesn't really mean a lot for either of them because neither of them is going to go up into international ranks, none of them is going to go down into relegation ranks. So that was that for Serie A. We're going to look forward to next weekend. Can we see a definite inter-championship at some point? Or will we have to wait for that? And also, who's going to play Champions League for good and who's going to play Europa League? We're going to see a lot of developments here as well. And for the final part of our podcast, we are touching on the FIFA subject. If you're playing FIFA, if you're playing FUT, this is your part to relate to the actual happenings on the weekend. We talked about the team of the weeks. You know, I haven't uh, gone into detail for all of them. Haaland could get one. Duda could get one, even though I doubt it with so many players who scored so many goals. Poyanpalo will get one. Um, Embolo, Griezmann uh, might get it for two goals. I don't think he's had too many, so he'll probably get it just for that. Um, I saw Bravo perhaps for Betis uh, getting one as a goalie. Enes Unal might get one with his brace. Um, definitely will have for French League on. We have Terem Wolfi getting one for Lorient. Uh, he scored three goals, and we also speculated that Payet and Yilmaz will get one for their two goals and assist, like two goals and one assist each. Um, some people say Verratti, perhaps, because with the PSG win, um, there is none going to Mbappé, but maybe there's just none going to any PSG player. So we'll see about that, honestly. Um, Simi for Crotone, but really Crotone is almost relegated, so... Probably we'll see some lower tiers there overall. I think we all agree that it's not that interesting anyway at this point. What's interesting is the team of the season. And if we start with the uh, yeah lower-ranked team of the season of the second English league, then we still have one or two bangers in there that you really want to try out if you have some extra coin and have you know the respective links. Uh, we see a lot of English cards here, of course. We have two great forwards in Tony and Clark Harris. Uh, one with 95 and the other with 97 base pace. Both of them with 92 shooting. Um, also physical in the 90s, 97 even for Clark Harris. So, um, yeah, they're valued at 180k for Tony, 127k for Clark Harris. You can see there's some value there. Uh, perfect link, not perfect link, but a, a, a green, very <laughs> good link, how do you say? Um, a strong link between Pukki and Buendia on the right side and Aarons, if you want to put them all together. Aarons for 130k as a right back, 93 pace, um, 87 defense, 83 physical, and then Buendia really, uh, yeah, popular at 360k, uh, 96 pace, 92 shooting, 92 passing, 94 dribbling. 85 physical also so Buendia here the most expensive player of this team and if we look at the community tots which overall is of course way more expensive we see that uh, yeah among the most um, expensive cards here the most valuable cards is Valverde of course um, a box-to-box -box player that you can also play as a central defensive midfielder with a 94 pace that is rare to come by these days. Lots of people are playing La Liga, so obviously the demand is very high for that one. Um, the same could be said for Zielinski. It's just an 89 pace, but he is also generally made to be a cam, uh, just like Ndombele, so they're not as valuable. Ndombele, at least 300k, 
but you can see the defensive midfielders, the central defensive midfielders, um, and also box-to-box -box midfielders that you can play as central defensive midfielders, and just that are super valuable if they have high pace, obviously, right? Same for uh, center backs, anything that goes 86 and higher pace. I mean, that's awesome. Alaba, 92 rated card, 86 pace. Um, he values at 760k at the moment. Uh, yeah, amazing card. Obviously, one of the most popular ones. And then one Bisaka on the right at 550k at the moment, 93 pace. Uh, 92 to defense, 90 physical. So, also a very, very great card to play but for how long right next week we're gonna see premier league uh we're gonna see more upgrades there we're gonna um yeah see people switch very quickly from efl uh teams or efl players in their teams to other tots so i haven't invested in it i'm not gonna go in for this i saved some packs still for the premier league opening i think this is when i'm gonna drop mine even though my team is not really made of premier league it's made of la liga and uh, Ligue 1 to be honest so I feel like I should be waiting for one of those but Ligue 1 is going to take forever until they come around so I should probably open and then save again La Liga might come after Premier League but what's the guarantee might be Bundesliga too I don't want to wait forever I might just open Premier League also the most valuable cards there uh, plus it's next week I got myself two rare mega packs today by playing uh, seven squad battles with uh, silver players rare silver players all the way so got that mega matchup, I think it was called, and the other one, the Silver Beasts, both uh, birds kill with one stone. I, I tend to wait with the Silver Beasts because every now and then you get an additional um, thing out there. Um, and also when the icon swaps come up with Silver Squad Battle requirements, I always wait till the Silver Beast uh, challenge comes up so I can also get that rare mega pack without doing anything twice right everybody tries to combine but i mean ea is not very gracious and very smart themselves they are about not giving us that opportunity too often so yeah these are the teams uh that came out i think we're gonna see premier league obviously uh, on friday i mean obviously we don't have an announcement so far as far as i know but we're gonna get one tomorrow i'm sure and we can all look forward to that one we can open red packs this week and expect tots cards as well so um hopefully you got the right ranks to have one guaranteed there um from the community that is and not from the efl but yeah we're all gonna get to see some high rated red cards finally uh and then starting with premier league next week it's gonna be awesome so everybody play uh weekend league this weekend actually no don't don't just don't play uh just let me have it but uh, yeah, other than that, um, I would say that was it for this week. Um, not this week, for this weekend. Uh, on Friday, the latest, you will have a new episode preparing you for the coming game day for all five leagues and anything else that there's to come in terms of FIFA and perhaps some betting predictions. And uh, yeah, hope you guys stay tuned. Uh, have a great week. Come through it well. Be safe. And look forward to hearing from you.